Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the OFNT Podcast. OFNT stands for Old Fart, New Tech. I'm your host and resident Old Fart, Jim Schaefer, and the podcast, at least to me, is the New Tech. I hope this finds you well and you're having a great week. And just when you thought that the year 2021 was going to be better than the year preceding it, well, if the beginning of this year is any indication, personally and universally, we're all in for a bumpy ride. And as always, the OFNT podcast is recorded and produced in the studios of the Factual Data Creation Facility. All right, we're going to start off with some tech news. First up from TheHill.com. Over 200 Google employees on Monday announced the formation of a union, a first for a major technology company. The new union will be named the Alphabet Workers Union in reference to Google's parent company and was launched with support from the Communications Workers of America. And that's a major trade union in this country. The new union faces an uphill battle with gaining the support from enough of the company's 120,000 workers and recognition from Google itself to have any impact. A statement from the current Google software engineer, Dylan Baker, shows me the direction the union will be headed in. Quote, We will elect representatives. We will make decisions democratically. We will pay dues. And we will hire skilled organizers to ensure all workers at Google know that they can work with us if they actually want to see their company reflect their values. Now let's take a look at the, quote, we will hire skilled organizers part. Now where have I heard that before? Oh yeah, from one of the founders of that communist organization, Black Lives Matter, during an interview. She stated that two of the three founders were skilled organizers versed in Marxist ideology. Now, how about the ensure all workers at Google know they can work with us if they actually want to see their company reflect their values? What values are those? What if you have, say, conservative values? Will that be represented by this union? Why do I think those sort of values will be, at the very least, underrepresented, if not stamped out altogether? Why do I think this way? Because most of the personnel Google employees are either imported from countries with no loyalties to the United States or are graduates of some prominent communist indoctrination center. 
that are known to us as universities. I don't think the union will have any problems recruiting enough members to be influential. Even the non-unionized workers have already pressured Google into dropping lucrative U.S. government contracts because they didn't agree with their brainwashed values. So Google, good luck with that, bro. Who's next? I'd say Microsoft, but I'm just an old fart with a microphone. What do I know? It seems that there is a problem with Apple's just-released AirPods Max. And no, I'm not just talking about the price and its ridiculous-looking carrying case. Because of the hardware design, condensation builds up around where the fake leather-cushioned ear cups meet the metal frame, no matter what the room temperature is. That frame contains the speakers and other sensitive electronics. The AirPods Max have no rating for water resistance, so you can see what the problem is with this development. It appears in their rush to release this often-delayed product, testing for this design flaw was kind of overlooked. Now, I know personally I'd be very upset if I had just plunked down over $500 for a pair of these. Reports are circulating around the internet about Apple working on a folding version of its iPhone. According to these reports, Apple has asked manufacturer Foxconn to create two prototype shells to test out the potential of future iPhone designs. One prototype is basically two screens held together with a hinge, while the other is a large screen that folds in half, like the old and new Motorola Razr and the current Samsung Galaxy Z Flip. I don't know why Apple would be interested in the two-screen with a hinge design. I know I'd never be interested in purchasing a phone in that form factor. Now, the design that folds in half would be interesting. I know that my lovely wife would be on board. She had an old razor back in the day, and it was her favorite folding phone of all time. Myself, I think I'd go the 12 mini route as my watch and iPad Air take over more functions of my phone. What do you guys think? Continuing with the big fruit company, the long-rumored AirTags had a video leak according to YouTube channel Front Page Tech, FPT. They look just like the past leaks and renders we've all seen around. Supposedly AirTags will be coming out this spring, but previous estimated release dates have come and gone. Do these things really exist? I'm starting to wonder. Another Apple rumor that's being reported to 925Mac.com is that the entry-level iPad is going to get the same design treatment as the iPad Air did last year. I think that's great news as the entry-level iPad is currently the best value in tech, in my opinion. The questions I have are, though, how much is the price going to increase, and will there be a Magic Keyboard release for this model just like there was for the iPad Air? Well, time will tell. One more rumor concerning Apple. I promise we'll be the last one this week. The analyst with the best track record, Ming-Chi Kuo, has said that Apple will introduce an AR headset towards the end of this year. Now, he didn't specify if it would be a VR slash AR gaming type headset or the AR glasses geared to everyday use. Of course, I'm hoping for the latter, though I would not purchase the first version of either. 
Like the first-generation Apple Watch, the first generation of AR glasses will require to be heavily dependent on your iPhone. In my previous experiences, that will mean that it will be slow and probably not ready for prime time. My Series 6 Apple Watch with cellular service is able to function without an iPhone. I've left my phone at home purposely and was able to receive text and notifications with no problem. I had the first-generation Apple Watch and, while serviceable, had nothing on the later versions. I also had the first generation of the MacBook Pro redesign, which included the crappy first version of wow. the butterfly keyboard. I won't be making this mistake again. If you're rocking a phone made by Xiaomi, be aware that the rollout of Android 11 has been paused. This is the result of uh, reports that many Xiaomi phones were bricked while attempting to upgrade to the newest Android release. Unfortunately, these things happen, so I'm sure they'll figure out what the problem was and fix it post-haste. Before you know it, Android 11 will be rolling out to you. For those whose phones were already bricked, well, good luck with that. Well, I don't know about you, but this holiday season I was bombarded by irresistible ads for the Google Pixel 5. These slickly produced and visually appealing ads almost succeeded in enticing me to want one. I mean, the phone looks absolutely stunning in these ads. A lot of these same ads tout the phone's built-in security chip named Titan and tell you not to worry, because this glamorous piece of hardware has security built right into it. Well, this week that has been proven false. According to a report from AndroidPolice.com and many other tech sites, researchers at Ninja Lab have published a paper that demonstrates the ability to hack this chip via software and then clone the chip's security keys and then transfer the stolen, stolen keys to other hardware. Now, a hack like this would be very expensive and time-consuming, so I don't think a normal consumer would be the target of such a hack but it still raises the question of data, security, and safety. I don't know if this can be mitigated by a software update or what, but if it is, if I were you, I'd update my phone as soon as possible. Next from ArsTechnica.com, the now Facebook-owned WhatsApp has updated its term of use and privacy policies. If you don't opt in to share your personal data with Facebook, Guess what? You can no longer use WhatsApp, and that's starting February 8th. Hmm. As some unknown, well to me anyway, commentator said long ago, if the product is free, you are the product. Unfortunately, some apps that suck up as much personal data on you as possible, that's of course in exchange for free usage, have become indispensable for a lot of users, myself included. Apps like Gmail, Google Maps, etc. have gained the overwhelming market share, almost making it impossible for other companies to compete with them. Because of this, companies like Facebook, Google, and their minions can continue capturing and then selling your personal data. This massive data collection effort was first used for targeting advertisements. This then morphed into influencing your opinions. And as we've, and as we've seen over the last four years, your thoughts and votes are now being influenced. 
How long will it be before the government teams up with these corporations for complete control over all facets of your life? Well, a promising sign is the antitrust lawsuits brought against some of these tech conglomerates by the federal and some state governments. However, we all know that money talks and bullcrap walks, and these tech companies have the resources to defeat these efforts. I would recommend taking a long, hard look at these types of apps and decide if you are willing to continue to trade your data for using them. I know I'll be doing this. If you remember that old game and cartoon, Where in the World is Waldo or Where's Waldo? Well, we have a new game now. This time it's coming from China. It's called Where's Jack Ma? Ain't communism great? Tech I'm using. It seems my short quest for an RSS feed newsreader just might be over. While searching the Apple App Store, I stumbled upon an app called NetNewsWire. The user interface is a little simple, but I can ignore that because the app is open source and free. Most, if not all, newsreaders I looked at on the App Store were free with in-app purchases. Of course, in-app purchases usually translates to subscription model, of which I try to avoid at all costs. NetNewsWire also offers a companion iPad app and a Mac app. So for now, I'm a happy camper. In the last episode, I told you about testing my Logitech C922 webcam and how my room was too dark for a proper test. After looking on Amazon at multiple external lights which most seem to be made for taking selfies, I just noticed that, I decided on the elegant 6.3-inch ring light. Now, I could have saved a few bucks and went with a smaller diameter light, but I knew I'd be mounting the light about a foot, maybe a little over a foot above the camera. And that meant that I needed a larger, hence a stronger light. So far, the light does what it's supposed to, and the image I'm getting from the C922 is great. The C922 webcam and the ring light both run off of power from a USB connection, which my iMac is running short of. While looking for a webcam light, I picked up a cheap four-port USB hub from a company named Sabrent. You can toggle each of its four ports on and off individually, indicated by a small blue LED light, which is a nice touch. And, like the ring light, so far it's working great. And that was like uh, Christmas again for me, but uh, finally, and for some reason, I decided I needed a rack-mounted power line conditioner and surge protector. I, I needed this for various interfaces, amps, and preamps I use. I think what caused this sudden need is I had a power surge at work lately, which tripped the fuse on the cheap surge protector the government had provided me. Anyway, I don't want or need anything too extravagant, so I settled on a 9-outlet power strip surge protector. Besides looking cool, it does what it's supposed to do. It has the side effect of letting me neaten up my studio area also, which certain people in my household really do appreciate. 
Entertainment news. Ultra-liberal, Trump-hating actor Alec Baldwin should have learned a valuable lesson lately. Well, it turns out his exotic Latin wife, who goes by the name Ilaria, is actually a plain old Hillary, a white woman born and bred from plain old white people from plain old Boston. Come on, man. Now I realize that it's not currently hip to be Caucasian, but in these days of the Internet, did she really think she was going to get away with this? No. Did old mandatory anger management class attendee Alec get fooled by this woman? who's about 26 younger, years younger than he is, did the couple really have to name their gazillion kids the most Hispanic names they could Google that day? No. Did Hillary or Hillary really have to try and fake an accent for years? These are questions me and the Internet have. The lesson for Mr. Baldwin is the left always eats its own. Always. The streaming box manufacturer Roku has purchased most of the content from the now-defunct Quibi. Roku's ad-supported channel will host these shows. Quibi was a paid service which produced short shows from Hollywood actors, which were tailor-made to be watched on a smartphone or other mobile device. I guess the idea behind Quibi was to have short premium content to view on the go. Well, Mr. Pandemic had something to say about that. This is a good move for Roku and shows me that the company will eventually become a content creator and not just a hardware manufacturer. I have a Roku box, but haven't used it in a couple of years because I'm so entrenched in the Apple ecosystem. This purchase makes me curious about what's going on with Roku and, want, and I want to take a gander at it. If only I could find that darn remote... Podcast news. Well, it appears that the social app, which promises and delivers maximum censorship for conservative viewpoints, you know what, Twitter, has decided to jump into the podcasting fray by buying so-called social podcasting app company Breaker. I doubt Twitter is trying to become a host for podcasts. Well, let's hope it doesn't try to become one. Breaker had a social media component that, like the service itself, was seldom used. I think the Tweetmeisters will incorporate Breaker's tech into some form of audio tweet they're working on. From RainNews.com, Salem Media Group, which has its hands in radio, book publishing, and digital media, has announced the start of a new podcast network. The focus of the network will be conservative content which makes sense because of the group stable of conservative talk show hosts they have on broadcast radio. The new network's launch show is called Pardon Me, which will be hosted by Dinesh D'Souza, and I think it's a good move, and it's always nice to have a diversity of opinions available. Don't you agree? Continuing with RayNews.com. Triton Digital, a podcast delivery and monetization company, will partner with Red FM, which is the largest private broadcast group in India. It appears that Red FM has decided to go all in and will use Triton's enterprise podcast platform, Omni Studio, to create, distribute, and promote Red FM's growing podcast portfolio. Also, Red FM will utilize Triton's ad server, 
to dynamically insert targeted audio ads into their podcast. Triton has also recently teamed up with Ghana, the leading podcast listening app in India. Great, the joy of targeted advertisements will soon be coming to everyone and everything in the world. The problem I have with these big ad companies getting together with these big content companies is that the creator usually gets screwed. For example, it was reported to me that this show, when listened to on Spotify, has ads inserted into it. Now, do I see any monetary gain from that? Not one penny. And finally, this article from InsiderRadio.com. Mikel El Cesor, co-founder of WNYC Studios and Radiolab, is leaving his creations and going over to the podcast hosting and analytics company, Supercast. Supercast is a new podcast hosting service that allows you to have paid subscribers for your show. Now, I like this idea as it's a for-profit version of an idea I floated a few episodes ago about having a listener-supported not-for-profit podcast network a la National Public Radio. However, though I haven't researched it yet, I would assume that you're that hosting your show on Supercast will be quite expensive compared to regular hosting services. And you better be sure your content is compelling enough for listeners that they'd want to subscribe to your podcast. I'll be keeping an eye out on developments from Supercast. Time for my rant. In light of the events that took place in the U.S. Capitol last Wednesday, the blame game is in high gear. The finger-pointing is in full swing. Yes, I kind of blame Trump for inciting this, but I lay most of the blame on the feet of the mainstream media. Why, you might ask? For the last four years, the MSM has alienated half of the nation's citizens. The incessant race-baiting, labeling, false narratives, and stifling of opinions has finally bore fruit for these guys. Together with their partners in big tech, they've managed to do what many hostile enemies couldn't accomplish, and that was turning us against each other. When people feel marginalized, ignored, and vilified, they think they have nothing left to lose. The system appears to them as being rigged, and confidence in it declines. This results in what happened last week, and perhaps that was the goal all along. Next comes the witch hunt, and... All this will do is further marginalize and alienate the concerned population. You can already see evidence of this by the banning of many from social media platforms and the successful calls to kick the app parlor off the respective app stores. Anyway, the big winner here is the MSM. They got their story. You know, an unwritten motto of the MSM and their ilk is, if it bleeds, it leads. Myself, I'm punching out of watching the news and the use of any social media. This hyper-politicization of our society must end. Or we'll end up with tribalism or some other ism. Anyway, the constant garbage being spewed out by modern media, regardless of the ideology, be it on television, radio, podcasting, in any form Any digital form is not considered journalism by me. It's all about money. But then again, wasn't it always about the money? Well, 
episode 61 is now complete. Hey, uh, heads up. The next couple of episodes will be short and sweet as I'm working the next two weekends on my day job. Just wanted to give you that heads up. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed making it for you. And I hope you found it worthwhile. You can contact me at OFNTPodcast at gmail.com if you're so inclined. Tell me what you like and dislike about this show. I'd love hearing from you. So be safe. See you next week. Remember, don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. Now, take a break from the MSM and social media and get off my lawn. See you guys next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.